Welcome to On The Line With. I'm your host, Hanley. On The Line With is an arts podcast with a deep dive on mental health, substance abuse, and many social issues and causes at the forefront of our society. Join me every second Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern as I sit with various guests to discuss their art, personal stories, and inspiration from behind the microphone. You'll be on the line with me, Hanley, every second Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you. Welcome back to On The Line with episode 6 of season 2. I'm here with Ken on the beat. I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself. So go ahead, my dude, and introduce yourself. What's up, guys? I'm Ken on the beat. I'm a 20-year-old uh, producer, beat maker, artist. Um, you can find my links. You can find me on uh, IG, Ken on the beat. Uh, you can find my beat star, kenotb.beatstars.com. Um, you know, just ready for the taking, man. Know how it is. All right, so tell me how you started in music. What made you uh, get into it? Like, when did you start? I started producing music uh, summer of 2016. Um, before that, I was really DJing a lot and I dabbling a bit here and there, but I got serious when uh, summer 2016. That's when I got serious about beat making. Okay, and since then, how many artists have you worked with, do you think? Uh, f- I've worked with Dirty Laundry, you know, Bully Zone, Flacco uh waldo uh waldo thr worked with my buddy raz um yeah he's actually the guy that i started doing uh the whole mixing process with because he's a rapper as well from my area and uh apart from that oh and halls as well uh yeah and some other people that probably bought my beats in the states man you know so okay okay yeah and uh What's your favorite type of beat to make now these days? Like right now, what would you say? If you went home right now to make a beat, what would you think you make? Right now, at this second, I'd make like a trap beat. I would make a trap beat. Yeah. yeah. Why, why is that? I don't know, man. Just because I had a good weekend, you know, like I had the, it was actually like a relaxing weekend, which is kind of weird, you know, that I would do a trap beat. But just like, just because of the mood I'm in, I would kind of do a trap beat just to get popping and shit, just to like, hype myself up because you know it's a good day today it's sunny outside you know it's beautiful and uh as you know i just i i really started doing trap and i got versatile and then developed into other styles but trap is really what i how i got my sound like trap my my sound is more like a trap sound so like basically your beats were birthed from trap then? yeah that's it that's okay. the 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 fucking egg man the trap is the egg and that's it, man. It, everything just came out from that. Like, even my boom bat beats have some trap elements in there, you know? And they you have s- that snappiness. And you said you're only 20? 28. Oh, 28. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was I'm like, old, whoa, man. No, oh, I thought <laughs> you said 20. So I was like, shit. I didn't think so. I was going to say, damn, I'm holding it up sorry for his age. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> but no, 28. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, 28, man. So I started producing. I was, uh, fuck, 24. Okay, so you're 24. You're producing. Uh, what inspired you to produce? Bad breakup, man. To be honest, bad breakup. Bad breakup, bro. And just like that was the that was the trigger. But really, the whole build up to it was, I always picture, I always imagine like making my own music and making something good. Like I always, since I was a kid, I always had this feeling that was like, that that yeah, the little tingle, that feeling was that was always hidden behind. You know, and that was always like in the background, like trying to lurk out and be like, yo, like, you know, I want to come out. Right. So when that breakup happened, I just like I just got into it. And I don't know, man, it just became it, it was a hobby. 
and now I'm turning this into a profession, man. You know, like it's it's my passion. It's what I love to do. I feel like I'm working a day in my life, man. You know? Well, you know what they say: if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Exactly, bro. And you know what? You you've done a lot this year because, like, I've seen your name all over, mm-hmm. and uh, like I I know I've seen you in the past, like your name on a few beats. Like mm-hmm. I think I think you did uh, something for Lil G the Don, didn't you? No, I didn't, man. Honestly, I started reaching out in the city like December twenty twenty. Like it's not even a year yet that I've been really out there like i i was i was in the background like working on my sound working on getting my shit good before i started presenting it right i, I didn't want to present a shitty product you know when you do a, when you go you know at the dragons then you don't bring a shitty product you know what i mean like that's that's the kind of ideology that i had behind the whole thing like i wanted to get good you know smoke a lot of this and and picked and fucking I thinking how, i love how it lit up more when we <laughs> talked about the weed yeah you know shit but yeah man just Finding myself and just grinding and, um, you know, that's just, I don't and, even know where I was going with that, then, but yeah. And then out of, out of the blue, you're part of State Platinum now. Yeah. Yeah, man. So how's that feel? <laughs> Feels surreal almost, man. Like, it felt it felt really surreal when it happened. Like You guys look like you celebrated being a team yeah, that one night. We like, did. That night. We did, and like I should have came to that party. I wish I was invited. <laughs> oh man, it was a sick party. It was, I think, it was my birthday party too, bro. Like it was like, it's, no, it was not. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, thank you, bro. No, it was actually before my birthday, but still. Anyways, we did have like a, a sign, like a celebration party for for all the artists there, and you know we had like the pep talk for from our leader, Bully Zone, and shout out to Bully Zone. Shout out Bully Zone. But yeah, man. So it just. It felt really surreal, and you know, I just, I just presented myself the way that I would, I would normally present myself. You know, like I didn't, I didn't want to send him. I sent him a couple beats by email, you know, just like just to hear me out. He actually did live on the live with Yardy. Shout out to Yardy, and yep. uh, that was like the first like project with Bully Zone, and it was all like over the internet. You know, it was nice, but it was dope how it was a dope concept how they did it. Yeah, absolutely, it, man. That's actually one of the tracks we play on the season finale tonight is that. Nice. So your beat is on the season finale. There you go, man. Fucking right. So that's a little surprise. <laughs> yeah. Those things we don't know until we talk. That's it, man. You know? But yeah, that was a dope beat, definitely. Thank you, sir. You, you do you, have sir. a dope sound. You were smart to wait until you're, you were ready with your craft to bring it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep it like low key for a little bit, pass it around, let people hear it like you did, and then bring it out to the city and That's it, came man. out with a bang. I mean, uh, you did that. You're real track too, right? Yeah, if you're real, that if was. If you're real, sir. Yeah, yeah, that was the first project. Uh, that was like the first time we actually met. So after went like that that little story I was saying with the beats, and then after like he's like, you'll send me more beats. I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna show up. I want to fucking meet you, you know, like. When you want to meet, he's like, oh, fuck, like, when can you? I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I think it was on a Sunday or something like that. And uh, he's like, okay, man, come on. And, and me, I was, I was nervous, bro. You know, like, really, I'm like, I'm, I'm a shy guy. You know, like, I, I'm really an introvert, like, at home. Like, I like to be by myself, you know, like, yeah. and it's nothing bad. It's not that I get socially awkward. It's just Trust like when me, I man. meet, when I, I meet new people, like, I get that, like, little anxious yeah. feeling. Yeah. So I was like, bro, like, fuck, I don't know if I want to go there alone. So I'm like, so I, I asked la- laundry, like, I asked Dirty Laundry. Shout out Dirty Laundry. Motherfucker, you're a real one. 
So no, yes, so <laughs> so no. I asked Laundry. I'm like, bro, like you want to tag along, bro? Like you know, you know him and shit. He's like, yeah, I'll come along. Then I go and pick him up, and I had beats and shit, and I played beats, and Shane always have bars on him, right? Like he always has something written down. So he just started like mixing and matching some shit, and he did like the vert, like he did the he did a verse that we did for If You're Real. I was like, yo, that's dope. Like bring that to Bully. So sure enough, we get there, we get to to the old well to to Burrow Media, but uh, at the tattoo parlor because they didn't have the studio built then. And uh, we get in there, man, me bully zone, sit down, you know, talk, talk, smoke like a shit ton of backwoods. Like, I don't know, man, we smoke like yeah. probably like a quarter, smoke a quarter ounce of weed, solid, like solid, solid, solid. That's man. bully zone. That's bully zone for I was like, holy shit, man, I was fucking high out of my tree, bro. <laughs> and then uh, sure enough, he, he really stumped me, man. He's like, just out of the blue, he's like, okay, man, so um, you guys brought something that like, you guys come correct? And I'm like, bro, fuck yeah, man. So I slapped that beat for If You're Real and Shane did a verse. And uh, Bully's like, oh, yo, it's it's dope, but like you got something else. And Shane spit his actual verse that he has in If You're Real. And Bully's like, yeah, this that, that's the fucking one. You got to do it, man. And we did the track. Like we met, did the track in about five hours, like all that in about five hours, bro. Like record, you know, the mix and master got done a bit before. Bully recorded the day after, I think. But still, bro, like all the IDs were laid down for that beat right there. So. And that was like the introduction. Yeah. And That's exactly what it was. It was like, you know, what's up? Like, I, I really proved myself to him, you know? And like, yeah, he, he tells me over and over again, you know? And they have the video for it now too. Yeah, bad. Fuck yeah. It was a good video. That was, my video. that was my first beat, like my first production that was put on a video ever. There you go. Ever. These small achievements mean a lot, man. Absolutely. When you're starting out like how you are. Like mm -hmm. how you bring it to the city slowly but surely. Yeah, that's like it. these small achievements mean a lot. Like I know when I was rapping, like small achievements, like opening for someone at a show or something was like an achievement. You know, yeah. Like, opening for Joe Budden was a dope achievement for me because you're my favorite rapper. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I was like sick. Yes. But I mean, fuck all that talk about me because <laughs> there's a whole big story behind that. I tell tell the story all the time. I'm not gonna do it this time, but. Mm -hmm. Like I said, like how you these small achievements mean a lot. Like when you put them together, it's a bigger achievement. You know what I mean? That's it, man. So, <coughs> being out of the city, do you find it uh, harder to get get to artists, or do you find it easier using social media? Easier with social media. You know, you get in touch a bit with them first, and you know, even organically. Sometimes when I go at, at Burroughs, you know, like randomly, like I I I, I go every Monday, but you know. Sometimes when I go on a Thursday or some shit, you know, whatever, and there's artists there, like I meet them organically, right? So I kind of build my network like that too, and it's not, it's not hard at all for me because it's 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 what I it's what I feel I need to do and I like to do it, you know, like yeah. I it doesn't feel like a chore, bro. Like I'm actually excited to go, like you know, if I would if I live closer, like in the city, I'd probably be there every fucking night, you know what I mean? Like I do my beats in the day, I do my networking, social media in the day, and then at night evening I'd go at Burroughs, you know, yeah. but. You so, know, family life and shit doesn't allow that. And, well, family life, you know, single father life, 50-50 custody shit doesn't allow that. And, you know, it's fine, man. I, I'm going to make the most of, of my situation that I'm in, you know. Do, so, the, do the best with what you got. Man. Yeah, that's it. You know and my I mean? daughter's always going to come first, you know. Like, no, even family, though I'm push, family first, even man. though I'm pushing a lot for this music, man, my daughter is really my number well, one priority, well, bro. Like, you know, like, I, I, will, I will give up this music shit tomorrow if it... If like her life depends on it, you know what I mean. Like, like talking about like 
having a daughter and uh, being the music. Uh, shout out to uh, Spitting Image. Yes, on sir. His, uh, his new album. Uh, song about his daughter with Cat Pug. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Talking about how she comes first and how she changes life and stuff. Yeah, man. So, like, basically, that's what you're saying. You know what I mean? That's it, man. You know, and that you know, it comes first. It's always family first, regardless if it was uh, a baby, a child or not. Like, you know what I mean? That's I always it. put my family first, no matter what. Like, if something has to be canceled, something has to be canceled. You know what I mean? It could be, it could be fixed later. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, tell me more about this music, man. I, I feel like you have more of a story about this music, like. All right, so I really have an EDM background, bro. Like, before I started producing, man, like, music's been a part of me since I'm a kid, all right? So uh, my grand, my father's dad was a really good musician. Like, he would play piano, uh, mandarin, like, guitar, drums. Like, he would play trumpet, anything. Like, anything he would put his hands on that would play music, he would fucking play it and really well. And, you know, and as a kid, you know, as a as a baby boy, you know, like you, you look up a lot to your grandfathers, right? You're like, oh, shit, like this old guy can do a lot of things, right? So that got me really intrigued. And he showed me a bit and I was playing piano as a kid. Like I actually took piano courses and shit. I lost a lot of that while growing up as a teenager because I wasn't really practicing that much. But, you know, in high school, I played bass all through high school, okay. bass guitar, right? So the bass, all, all the bass lines, how bass hits, how bass grooves, like, that's really something I understand and I feel, you know. So I put that in my in my craft today. Yeah, but. your beats seem to ha- be bassy. Like, mm-hmm. You seem to have like a like a high thing for yeah. like kicks and very punch, big, like, like hard snares and hard drums. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I noticed that definitely because it like it gets your you know gets your shit moving, man. Like yeah. I like bongos too. I put a lot of bongos in my beats, bro. That's dope. Uh, man, I, and you don't really like hear it. like you do if you listen to it like carefully, but like me, I could I could I know it's there. There, right because yeah. i made the damn thing but like it is there and it has that like little groove in my beats and it's it's all it's in almost all my beats i have a 90 90 of my beats i have bongos in there man okay straight up just to interject for a sec if you hear kids yelling it's because we're recording outside and we're by like a little park so excuse the excess noise but we're doing the best we can in these covid times that's it you know so yeah, keep going. Tell me more about this EDM background. Yeah, I know we talked about it when we we're on the other, when we we're on rum chats. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so EDM. So all through high school, playing bass guitar around grade. I was in grade twelve, and uh, so I discovered you know electronic music. Uh, first art, first electronic music I listened to was like DJ Splash. It was like those fucking super fast like fucking fast techno songs there. So I was like, oh shit, shit's awesome, man. So I started listening to that, and I got into that. And uh, when I graduated high school, I moved down here for college. That that shit didn't work out. But then I I started DJing as a hobby, and I I really enjoyed it. I really liked it, you know. But I wasn't the best, you know. There was a lot of, of drug abuse too back in that in those days. That we're getting to that. That's it, you know. So it's it was just a whole lot of that, man. And but part of the music I did that I wasn't perfecting it as I'm perfecting my craft today. And, uh, yeah, then I DJ that didn't work out really didn't work out for me. Like I did a good gig for DJ blend, but I had a couple shitty transitions. I heard about it, you know, like my shit was off a bit. Okay. It was a nice gig though. Like I did, like I had made a montage. It was like really well done and people were having fun, but I noticed and the club owner noticed, you know, like all the people behind the scene that weren't dancing noticed that it was a bit choppy, you know? So 
then at that point i just said like fuck like i don't want to dj anymore you know like i don't don't I don't know. I don't think it's my scene, man. You yeah, know what you, I mean? Like, I don't think it's my scene. You lost that passion you thought that's, you had. That's it. Like, I just, you know, after five years of DJing and I, was, and I, I wasn't getting any better, you know? Like, I was at this stage and I wasn't getting any better than that, you know, for like three years. I was like, holy fuck. You know, so I just said, no, why not try to make it? If I make my music my own way, you know, maybe it's going to spark that DJ again, right? So I started mm -hmm. producing EDM and I was like... All right, that's cool. Like that's all right, but still, you start producing. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. So, but then again, my buddy Raz came, and I actually I met him, and uh, he came to my place. Like, yo, you know, like I rap a chunk. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. Like, then he showed me like some songs of his. Like, yo, you should start like producing hip hop. And I was like, fuck, all right, man. And then I started producing hip hop, and the rest is history. I just got better and better and better and better at producing and and investing in quality samples and quality sounds and quality plugins vsts you know like not just getting the free shit. do you have a favorite track that you've had made on one of your beats to date uh like one of my personal tracks or like like someone made a track on your beat like do you have a favorite one honestly man i have my like my honestly i don't think yeah okay hold on if i will reject that selfish box thing because you know i i think honestly my best song on a beat that i made was a song that i made that's in french that it was really self-reflective on me um but apart from that i would say uh that's man, dirty, to say, you know I, yeah it, it's like i think it is but if i go on the other side of the corner and i see someone else i would what? say dirty laundry like him like when we did on god me and dl I've There's a lot of promotion for that, man. He dude. Pu he pushed that like crazy. I know, man. I've never felt this much. Like, you know the studio magic that they talk about? It's, it's, I've, I've fucking, we've experienced it. That, dude, it was like super cool. It was like three, three and a half hours or four hours. The beat, like we did the beat from scratch. The beat got made. He fucking spat his shit. I mixed and mastered everything right there. And the song was done. Like four hours. And like, it was just like a trance, bro. It was just like, I. it felt like eight but you know, it seemed like one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was. Just, it was fucked. Like, it was. It was really weird. But it was it like sounds amazing. Sounds like you and uh, DL have like a very good connection. Yeah, man. It sounds like he'll probably produce like one of his projects in the future. I think. I feel that if there's one reason that, like, I blow up for some reason, it would be because of a song with DL, and DL would blow up too. To be honest, man, because I, 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 as soon okay. as I heard his voice, man, like, and that was back in like 2018, like when it was like when he, when they started Cypher Gang, bro. Like, I heard DL, like, um, fuck this. I don't even remember the song that he made, but the one with the fucking orange camel suit. My memory is uh, fried right now, which, uh, anyways, but I'd have to look it up. Yeah, but dude, as soon as I heard his voice on that, on that song, I was like, oh, man, like, fuck, like, I want to, I want to work with that guy, you know, like, I'm interested in working with that guy, you know, I think we could do something good. And I reached out to him and Tyler in a group chat. Uh, I don't know, just I don't know why, man. I was just like, you know, trying to reach out, but my shit wasn't really good, man. I sent him like a couple beats, and they were like, ah, not really good, you know. And like, fuck. So it, time went by, and then I went to Young LA's uh, to uh, yeah, LA and uh, in the, at his place because he reached out to me. He's like, yo, I like your shit, man. And like, I posted a couple of recent good beats on yeah. the YouTube, and you know, I was starting to like kind of putting my finger in it you know so 
and he reached out. I was like, yo, man, I want to meet you. Like, fucking come over. And all right, sure enough, I went there. And I worked a, w- a bit with LA. And Shane came that night, too. He just popped by. And I met Shane right there. And, like, he freestyled on, like, seven of my beats. And the shit was all dope. And I was just like, wow, like, what the fuck are we recording this right now? You know, like, yeah. like those, those, like, could have been, like, easy, like, seven verses on seven different tracks. Like, right there. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, you know, just the, the way that my sound sounds with his voice and his sound and his swag, you know, I it just meshes so well, bro. It just mesh, it meshes well, you know, like I can't, nobody can deny it. Nobody, nobody who's listened to either Moonwalking or On God cannot say that like our sound like. Oh, no, you guys like, definitely fuck. have a good chemistry. I can't, I won't lie. And that, I, that I definitely like seeing get the vibe. For sure. Yeah. So man. that's why I think like if anybody produces a project for uh, Dirty Laundry, it's gonna be you. Yeah, and you know what? Even if you'd like to produce to make a project with someone else, I'm not even gonna be mad. You know, like I'm not that kind well, of guy. Well, no, either, no, you know? no. But of course, like I know, bro. That you like, know, there's it's... always other producers who are trying to get into. So yeah, it, it's a cutthroat industry, bro. It is, bro. It you is. Know? You're but... lucky. You're. you're like you're on the label so they're gonna come to you for beats first so, that's it that's it you know so yeah, yeah man like they have like 80 something beats of mine over there bro and just like you know yeah i got a couple sold you know obviously i'm just saying like i know that's what's there but there's probably like a good 20 that's sold you know like to date so it's not bad man you know what i mean like it's it's but yeah me dl it's it's if there's something that blows up in the city man like one of the next up and comers man like it's probably it's you know not to brag, bro, but it's probably gonna be us, man. You know, like, like he has that that sound and that quality, and he has that drive too, man. All right, I'm gonna take your word for it. Oh yeah, go do it. I'm gonna take your word. Do it, for man. It, I want to put in that work, bro. Like, I I don't I'm not I don't want to do this halfway. You seem like you you like making beats like as much <coughs> as you can. When <coughs> when you're at the studio at Burrow, when you're at Burrow Media, do you make beats there? I made a couple times there, but it's not like, you know, like all my, my shit is at home, right? So I'd mm-hmm. rather make the beats on my place. Like I got my in-house studio, you know, no, no problem there, but like I'll go in there and produce and help like with songs and shit, you know, like yeah. that's what I like to do as well, you know, mm-hmm. like, especially if it's on my beat too, it's like, you know, I, I want to hear what's going on in the recording process, you know? So just so if I can give my 10 cents, you know, and fuck, I, I do. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know and it's a it works man you know like it everything sounds good and you know we have a good chemistry and everything is is right you know the vibe is just super super cool all right yeah so you, what other projects or anything you have coming out with anybody uh right now uh, i'm starting a project with flocko shout out to flocks yeah shout out Flocko. shout out my dude and He'll yeah be on the show soon good man so yeah no i'm gonna wear i'm working on uh like ep with him uh it's gonna be like most of my beats i think there's like one or two beats that are not gonna be mine uh but still like it's uh we're gonna work together basically, on some custom exactly, beats exactly they're produced by you basically pretty much yeah exactly that's me, me and twig like twig's gonna mix it and shit you know but like it's shout in, out twigs yeah shout out to twigs man so yeah it's gonna be that's the next project that's coming up and uh i'm also working on a project for myself because um, you know, I spoke with it with Bully and, uh, it's a good idea cause I can, you know, I'm more like pop R and B shit, you know, like I sing, I don't really rap the best, but I can sing. Okay. You know, like, you know, I have this, I know like the melody, the melodies and shit, how to place melodies. And 
So I know that I can do something with that. And I spoke yeah. to Bully and he's like, yo, like, that's a good idea. Why not? So I'm going to work for an album for myself for fall. Uh, fall around, um, I'd say around the end of, end of October. We should expect like some kind of teaser or something starting to, to come out, you know, about that. So okay. um, those are the two, the short term and the mid, mid long term project. Do you have a name today. for the project? Not yet. I'm uh, still, I have like three songs written for that project. I'm just, I'm still, what I'll, I'll find it through. Is it going to be an EP, an LP? It's going to be like an eight to nine, maybe 10 track. So like, so an LP. Then. Yeah, right now, LP. And uh, it's not going to be an album with like 16 tracks there. Like it's, yeah, you know, like I'll start with that. You know, like I've, I've, I've did singles, but I never did like an album. Right. So still, this is something that's new for me and I want to do it right. So. You know, if I can start with an LP, why not? You know, like I'm going to cover like a lot of aspects of my life, you know, and it's going to be about me. So in that process of writing the other songs, I, I will find a name for the project. Yeah. You know, I will come up with something that's just going to come magically through the inspiration. Yeah, it'll you know? be you. You'll find you'll find something through through the uh, through the creating. That's it, through the creative process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, with Phlox, uh Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it too much because he does, you know, it's it's a, it's going to be like a surprise project. It's going to be fucking dope. You know, Flox has the swagger, man. It's going to yeah. be some nice, like, nice, like, vibey shit, man. Like, bro, it's it's going to be definitely a, some trap shit. Yeah, some trap, bro. But you'd be surprised, man. Like, there's like three songs we did today, bro. And they're like, like, super swag, man. Like, 90 shit. You know, like, nice. like, oh, yo, like, really getting come bringing the best out of flaws see if i hear 90 beats come from you that's gonna make probably inspire me to get back in the game that's it that's my type of shit it's 90 beats yeah man so yes it's secret playlist that only certain people can get oh shit yep that's it other other people gotta look at my beat store man that's what it is you know so that song you sent me what was it called again Last piece of me. I think that's the one that I sent yeah, you. Yeah, that's the one. That's one of my personal ones. Did you want to introduce that track right now for the people to listen to? Because we're gonna take a second and then we're gonna come right back. Absolutely. So last piece of me essentially is just uh me when I wrote that song, I was in the vibe that like you know, even when I was I felt like in my old relationship when I was at my lowest, like I was still being put down by my significant other and it's just basically about all that you know and the kind of life that would that it was living a bit at the time too which is kind of you know it's it was like a it's a dilemma so there's a balance within the lyrics that uh, listeners will have to to listen to the lyrics and and really decipher the whole message you know really get to you know it covers both sides you know like i'm I'm guilty for actions that I did and you know she's guilty for actions she did you know and that's what it is and I address both sides without being disrespectful that's finally an artist who explains the song so we're gonna listen to last piece of me by kin on the beat and we'll be right back
the man with big dreams So why are you trying to get the last piece of me? Now that you're gone, I just wanna level up Find me down the stairs, I bet you ask coming up Follow up with all the haters, wait for me to fuck it up Posting on the Instagram, they always want me to hit them up But I'm in my lane, trying to get back to me another day I just celebrate, smoking Mary Jane and I'm getting laid Listening to my tunes at the same time, yeah, I'm getting paid Baby, please just pour some tequila up in my lemonade From inside the palace where my soul resides, rebuild it one more time. Rebuild it one more time. Why are you trying to get the last piece of me? Yeah, what do you get out of seeing me empty? You always find a way to put me on my knees. I'm a broken man with big dreams, so why are you trying to get the last piece of me? Listening to Last Piece of Me by Ken on the Beat. We're going to get into the mental health and substance abuse talk with Ken on the Beat because he says he has a story to tell. And as you know, I like when my guests are honest and open. So we're going to see what he has to say. So we'll start with uh, like what kind of mental health like issues, like what's, what started them, what were they? Uh, like I had just depression. Like I was, I had that phase of depression a couple, like a couple times. I had bad anger issues, anxiety, and you know I've been called narcissistic. I have, you know, and it's I don't, I've never been diagnosed with that, but you know, just all I think that those are like mental. You know, like anxiety is a real thing, bro. Like it's 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 well, hard, that's, that's hard a, to manage, that's man. Part like, of your mental health, anxiety. That's it man can destroy it man like, I, like it. I have bad mental health that's the thing you know like mental health like and even that through the anxiety the depression you know like i you know started using drugs to cope with this shit you know right like just to try to escape whatever how the shittiness that i was feeling right what so, kind of drugs were you were you using i was a big upper guy man i was like speed i did a lot of speed like molly coke like coke yeah I had a thing with Molly for a while. <clears throat> Me too. I did that phase, man. Like, 
even like it's been a while that i haven't touched that shit but like you know speed was my thing back in the day like way back when i when it, everything started like when it started going downhill for me it was because i started doing speed what what made things start going downhill? Uh, it was honestly grade twelve, man. Second semester, you know the rebellious phase that every fucking teenager goes through, right? You know, I was really, I'm a really obedient person. You know, like I know, I knew where I stood in the household, right? But after, you know, you grow older and you go more mature, and you're like, fuck, man, like I want to have more slack, and you don't have that slack, well, you fucking get it yourself, right? Like, I, I've always been a go getter. If I want something, I go and get it, right? So, yeah, if I, I you know run away from the house and fucking just go and chill and without permission and you know then started smoking weed and then that shit led to drinking a little bit you know underage drinking and then it's like oh you want to try some speed what the fuck does that do it's like oh, it just wakes you up man the first time i did it was on a bus ride from i used to live up north in timmins ontario and i went to see my dad in capas casing and i took the bus from timmins to capas casing it was like a two-hour bus ride and the guy I was on, oh, man, there was a guy on the bus with me, and it was just like, yo, you want to try that? I'm like, what does it do? It just keeps you up a little bit. Like in four hours, you know, you'll go to bed. I'm like, all right, sure, no problem, man. So take it. This high yeah. pop, I pop in, I, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, it's, it's cool, yeah. man. Dude, I spent the whole fucking night. I'm at my dad. My dad's like, what the fuck? Why aren't you going to bed? I'm like, I'm like high on speed. And like my dad was, he was a, like, he was a drug user, you know, like he, he did his round too. Like he, he thought me. He, and that's at that point that he really thought me like you know like so do, do it you, to experience like don't do you, do you think you got like your uh like wanting to try these drugs because you're because your dad maybe a little a little bit but he didn't say like try them all he just said like you know like be responsible with it you know like don't like you know don't try to be better than someone else don't try to overdo but do someone you, else do you feel like someone's genes could like like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, could oh, your yeah. genes be the same as your dad's and you have the same addictive personality? Yeah. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Do you think that's something? A hundred percent. Yeah, man. I do believe in that, bro. Like, a hundred percent. That's what I mean by do you think your dad might be the reason why yeah, you have yeah. the addictive personality? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And you know what? It is the fact that, like, I seen him, like, through all that, too. Like, maybe if I would, my, maybe if my dad would have disappeared, you know, maybe that would have been a different story. You know, maybe I wouldn't have been more, like, inclined to it because i would yeah, i wouldn't have grown have been, up like with that you know what i mean so you wouldn't have been so intrigued yeah, exactly so i don't know how it would turn out you know it didn't so whatever you deal with it today but yeah to go back to what you're saying yeah i do kind of in a way think that you know it was a, an influence on that um i don't really see it as a negative influence because i've learned a lot through all that you know what i mean like okay it's, like what I've learned, man, that it's just, it's not a way of life, man. And it's, it's just, it's okay to experience and have some fun responsibly, you know, when, you know, it's okay, like to have some fun once in a while, but like to abuse of it and like, you know, every day and like, you know, giving in to that, to yourself like that. Cause I have like given up like on myself, like, you know, losing control. That's what yeah. I mean by like giving up on yourself. Like you lose control of like just like fuck and you kind of let it take over you like yep. so that's conversation that i had with my dad it was like you know like if you like while you do that you will experience shit like that like i have you know like he told me i, I have so you so he kind of prepared me for it you know so when it happened i think i i've really processed it differently than most people would because i kind of was not you know prepared 
I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I kind of knew, you know, what to expect. Like, you know, even though I didn't really believe it at first, it still lingered in the back of my mind. And then when those emotions and those those events that we will go through in detail yeah. uh, happen, well, you know, it just like that whole reflective depression phase, yeah. you know, and just being fucking high all the time and that too. And just, you know, you're in a different kind of state of mind and you just think and you're like, and it just clicked. It just clicked for me. It was just like, no, nah, man, I got to get better. I got to change my life. And I did. And uh, what do you, what were the events that caused you to be like depressed? And, like that bad, like just the relationship with my whole baby mama, man. Like it was like, it, it when she got, because uh, I knew her for a long time. Like she was a, she was a good friend of mine for a long time. Um, but, you know, when we started dating like two months in, like she got pregnant, right? So um, then she told me, she said, I'm pregnant. And I had like, you know, I told her straight up, I'm like, you know what? It's up to you what you want to do with it. If you want to keep the child, well, you know, go like I'll support you. And if you don't, I'll support you as well. If it were for me, like I, I, you know, I'd like you to keep it, you know, because it's like it, it happens. Everything happens for a reason. Right. Yeah. You know, and then it, it was good. Like all that phase was good. Then we moved in an apartment together and then we started living together because we never lived together. And when you start living with someone else, well, you know, shit's different a bit. Yeah. Right. So you learn but, things when you live with people, man. That's it. Then we started picking at each other. And, you know, I, I was using and, you know, even before that we were both using and then she stopped. because She was pregnant. Right. Yeah. I was still using. So she was mad and I was getting mad at that. So it's all like those events that like it really de-escalated from there. And so arguments and there's violence that violence that happened, you know, like violence, is, like oh like dude, like I, I did I didn't beat her up, but like I, I punched her once, you know, and they you know it happened like on the day that I wanted to break up. I remember the You're day You're very honest, man. I am, dude, and I don't care to sh- I'm not shying away from that, bro, because I'm not that kind of guy, you know, and it's like that day when it happened it was january 6th i remember the day 2016 okay that was like the first kind of incident that we had and i i told her i didn't want to be with her anymore i was like i didn't feel good you know like i was tired of arguing all the time and you know and she didn't react well which is perfectly normal nobody reacts well to being like dumped right so and you know we had the kid together and this and that so all that was like just going through her mind and i've put a lot of thought into that man like and then in in the night i was sleeping and i just got the new phones, uh, iPhones with the fucking thumb scanners there back in the yeah. day. And uh, she got mad at me because I got that. But then she went in my phone and I, I took a picture of me like shirtless because I was doing construction. I was really like I was I was fucking way better looking than this, bro. Like I was fit. So yeah. I took I took a nice picture of myself and I looked at it and I deleted it. I never sent it to nobody. And uh, she like wakes me up in the middle of the night screaming, like, you fucking send that picture. And then we just started arguing and back and forth and back and forth, back and forth, shoving each other, shoving each other. That lasted like a good three hours, man. Like it was like three in the morning. And when the punch happened, it happened around like six in the morning. Damn. And it's just like escalated. And when it happened, like I just she pushed me in a corner, like she backed me in a corner. She pushed me one, three times and I don't. To this day, I don't, like, I don't, I don't remember my muscle telling me to swing, you know, like it, mm-hmm. ju- it just like, it just happened, it just like, paf. it just, oh uh, yeah, impulse, like at the third, at the third push, like I got pushed and I came back, and it just went and I punched her, I got knocked her out, man. And I was and like, after holy that, fuck! What, what happened? That's when my anxiety problems kicked in. Yeah. That's when I had my first panic attack, and I had like 
by daily like every second day i'd had a i'd have a panic attack following that event all the way through 2016. so 2016 was like a pretty bad year then yeah and it was the year that i started beat making in the summer after we really really broke up because then we got back together after that incident okay you know i like went to court i pleaded guilty bro like i didn't fucking play that game man like you know like dude she had like a nice i had a bruise bro like yeah couldn't deny it man so like yeah man i said yeah like it happened and you know i felt bad about it did some anger management courses and uh, abusive relationship course and i've learned a lot from that too you know like even though people they, they think oh it's like a wife beater course bro like I recommend people that are that are like new to relationship to go take that course, you know, just to, okay. to know, just to know, like, what did you learn from it? Boundaries, bro. Like, just like, and you are accountable for every action that you do. So if I was at that course, it's because of something that I did. Okay. There were, there were guys there, bro, that were like, oh, it's not my fucking fault. You know, like just then straight up denying it. It's like, okay, what happened? They talk about it. Like fucking. Took- you just took responsibility straight away because straight away bro like because it you know you're not you're not going there just because like for fun like you know like why would why would like the court would like send you there for 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 fun because you didn't do it like what the fuck like and just by the character of of these guys you can tell right away that they fucking did it right so they're just in denial and it's just like it it's for me it was a big wake-up call because like, I thought of myself as a fucking the biggest piece of shit for the longest time, bro. You know, after that, like, you yeah, know, like I, I regretted it. Yeah, man. Like, you so know, wait, was the baby born at this yes, time? Yes, the baby okay. was born. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't when she was pregnant. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. That was after she okay, gave birth. Just wanted to clarify. No, no, because during the pregnancy, that's when it started going yeah. downhill. And then the baby was born and it was still like going downhill. And it was just like a big slope. And. It was a year and a half later after my daughter was born. My daughter was born on uh, twenty April April twenty nine, twenty fourteen. Okay. So you know it's like a year and a half after. Okay. So it was, and I was thinking about leaving for, for a good six months, bro, like solid, yeah. a good six months. Like at her first birthday, I was like, like we had a good time at her birthday party. It's not that. It's just like I I really was like not well in the relationship, you know, and and in the end, like if i wouldn't have done all that drug shit i think maybe it possibly would have worked out maybe yeah you think so i think so man just because you know it's i'm i i hold myself accountable for for everything that, that i do that's one thing i've seen with couples like before like like the the woman gets pregnant like you like whatever like say like it's just for example like there's a couple, they just get together, they do dope together or whatever, yeah. and then one gets pregnant, and the other one keeps doing dope. I think the other one's gonna have resentment because like she's trying to stop to protect yeah. the baby, and like you're just you're like you're basically shoving it in her face. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's like, exactly what it was, bro. So like it's word for word, that's what it was. You know, at the end at the end of the day, that's what it was. You know, and that's how she felt during that whole process, too, you know. And I didn't click onto that for fucking years after, bro. You know, like, after a lot of, like, you know, getting sober and, like, really putting my life together and getting a better job. Like, the last job that I had, like, I really changed a lot of shit for me, you know. Like, so it's just, like, it's just, I changed my life out of sheer will, you know. Like, 
I know I wasn't that guy that was popping fucking five, six, seven speeds a day. I know I wasn't that guy. I know I wasn't going to be that guy for the rest of my life. You know, I was born to to do something great, to bring something of value to people. And if it's through my story, if it's through my music, man, my job's done. You know, like that's what it's who I am, bro. Like those events don't define who I am, but it's what I've been through. And those events made me who I am today. And I will never. Yes, I regret it. Yeah, I regret all the like all that violence and that 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 whole downhill because I allowed myself to go there. Yeah. At the end of and the day, right? So it was. You, you, you think it was the drugs? It didn't help. I don't think it helped. Man. What else do you think caused it? Well, drugs really lack of miscommunication. You know, not yeah. knowing how to communicate properly. So, so like no reciprocation. Yeah, that's like, it. You say something and you just get nothing back, like, or like, or was it you get something back and it was sarcastic or snarky or like? Well, yeah, kind of like, like you know. Give me, give me an example, like. So my so my baby mom was it never really supported me through that music DJing whole shit, right? Like she never really supported me. She never because she's not for that lifestyle, right? So that, that bugged me. That was also a, a, a like an element, like in. Uh, it was an element in, in the soup that made the whole shit explode, right? Could, so yeah, that could be shitty, man. Like you, you need someone to support you. Like that's if your it. partner's with you, you need someone to support you. You know, like, that's it. Why, why wouldn't you support my dream if I support your dream? You exactly. Know I mean? You know, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I'll support. So I'll see support you, you being girl. mad at that. Of course, man. It was like because the thing that pissed me off too is because like dj the way that i really started dj like getting gigs in club is that uh, dna and dj academy they had a program going uh like 2015 man and uh sabrina which is my my baby mom like she told me she's like yo uh fucking go there like try it out see if you can do something with that and i did man and like you know like it was fun and i like i actually like blended it with the guys and i got gigs and you know even though i was a bit choppy like it was still good gigs like it's just you know, it was tolerable and shit. And, but then she was like, oh, you know, like, what if you make it? Nah, 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 that lifestyle, I don't want you gone all the time and this and that. And that was a big fucking, that was like a fire and water, like 100%. That was a, that was a big, like, that was, you that was six, complete opposites. Like, you want yeah. it, like, you want I don't, it. I don't want it. I don't want, like, the big fame and the bitches, like, no, and all that. I don't want to get by, man. I want to get by, man. And I want to bring something of value. And if it, if it needs me to go on tour, like even to this day with my daughter, bro, like, I don't think she's old enough for me to go on tour. You know what I mean? Like if she'd be like 14 or something or like 16 or whatever, like maybe then I could go like on a month and maybe bring her with me or something, you know, like something could happen, but still right now it's just, even today, like, you know, she does, even though she sees all that, that progress that's happening, she still like frowns upon it. You know, she frowns upon cause she still just she's, she's, a, shoulder. she's afraid that she's, cause she's afraid that I'm going to do something about this. You know, like she knows I have that potential and I know I have that potential, bro. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just, I don't, I don't know, man. I think it's just, she's scared of, of success, you know, and it's of my success and it's okay. And I understand, you know, because it's it's one or the other, right? Like I'm a I'm a kind of guy. I'm a bit of an extremist, right? So it's it's all or it's all or nothing, yeah. Right. So and a constant challenge for me, bro, is to balance like my daughter and my music because it's easy to put my daughter first and it's easy to put my music first, you know. Like this weekend, bro, like I was like 
all weekend with her. I didn't stay home. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do no projects, no beats, no fuck all. Just spent all my time with her. I didn't think none about music, yeah. you know. So it's it was all with her. But then, you know, like today and tomorrow, like I don't have her. So it's gonna be all about that, right? So it's just really to balance it and to 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 appreciate that balance and to be grateful about it, right? So, but yeah, that just man, that mental. Mental health is a real thing, man. Like that, that anxiety, anxiety is not a joke, bro. And like that depression after that I felt after like, those horrific actions that I did to that I still believe that it, it, it doesn't matter, man. She pushed me or she cornered me, bro. Like, you know, I see my dad beat my mom. You know what I mean? Like, so, you there know. again, fuck. it could be something, that, you know, man, you, yeah. you, you see things, man, and sometimes you, 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 you remake them yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, that's it, man. And, and I'm not trying to say your dad's a bad guy, but I don't mean no. I'm not saying that. No, at all, at all, bro. I'm not taking it that way at all. I'm just man. saying that, like, it's he's a, not making he, the example. Exactly, but that's what I saw as a exactly. kid, right? That's what I saw. My mom never called the cops on my dad, you know? So, so you know, and I always grew up and I was, I always told my, I promised myself, bro, I was never going to fucking hit a woman, bro. Like, ever, ever, ever in any circumstance. And I did that not only to a woman but to the mother of my child fuck so that really that just, broke it's me. not just a woman it's, it's it's the mother of my child bro exactly. you know that broke me bro like that really broke me because i made myself a promise i broke i broke my own values that day in that split second do you guys still argue not about that we argued about petty shit yeah, honestly but, but, no, like, when you guys argue like that you ever like use that against you ever ever bro we're over that like we've we've that's, had those that's good though. We're, we're really good co-parenters like we co-parent our daughter like fucking professionals but it's bro. good she doesn't use it against no you. man like, like, like dude, something lo- like a low blow you no know I mean? at all like maybe in the first couple of years after yeah like but dude in the past two years i can it's been i have a better relationship with sabrina now than i had when i was with her to be honest like i i do like i feel i'm you know like i I actually enjoy, you know, talking to her now. You know, I, we talk to each other when we when we swap the kid, and it's like, you know, oh, it's a, what you did this weekend, what are you doing now? It's, it's it's interesting, you know. She has a boyfriend that lives with her, and it's you know, it's it's all good, bro. Like that's part of life. I'm not mad at her for having a relationship. She's been wanting to have that ever since she was with me, right? Like fucking five years ago. Yeah, she wants. So, she wants that. She wants that security. Exactly, and that's her, and that's what she wants. And as long as she's happy, bro. I'm happy. Like, I just want the best for her. And, you know, and that's a thing, too, that with that music, if I can make something out of it that that's good and I can help them as much as possible, I will, bro. Because that's the mother of my child. Whether or not she has a boyfriend or not, like, it's the mother of my child, right? So I broke in that promise to myself. Trust me, but I'm not going to fucking watch her slumber and, and suffer. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I've like done enough. I've str- done enough. Like if she's struggling now, like you'll you'll still help her. Oh yeah, I'll help her. I'll help her boyfriend out even. But you know they're they're okay. They're doing good. Like yeah. they're doing fucking good for themselves. I, know, but, I was just saying as an example. Yeah, like, yeah. If she was if she does, if she was struggling, and she needed something. I'm sure you'd be there. Yeah, like, yeah, man. What she needs, the child needs. Even you if, know, like sometimes, man. Like, unless, sometimes unless she goes out and buys a dress with the money you give her, then no, the child no. don't really need it. But you know, <laughs> so, but you know, sometimes, bro, like she lends me money and I lend her money. You know, like, say, yeah. hey, do you got like fucking two hundred bucks? Like, I'm sure. It's like, yeah, here we go. Poof, 
gives me 200 and I pay her back when I got it like a week after. Same goes around her way, you know. So we have a really great relationship and it took a lot of work. It took a lot of like, I had like I was really hard on like you know I'm you know me like I'm sorry for what I did and I was trying to make her because so she was because she didn't realize you might have been making yourself depressed by just constantly course, beating yourself up. Of course, bro. But dude, I what it built my do? character. It what are really, you gonna do though? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It really did build my character though, and it, you know the way that I'm comfortable to talk about this now. You know, like I'm I'm not. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't if give a this, shit if a million people sees that, bro. Like, if, if this happened right after you had that fight and we talked, do you think you would talk about it? No. No? No, because I was in, if exactly, like, if, in, if, if we would have that interview, like, summer, fall 2016, I would have say like, because that's what I did. Also, because it was another incident. I didn't hit her, but I, like, I grabbed her by the throat. And like that, that was the end, end, end of the relationship after yeah. we got back from the first fight. So it didn't fucking help, bro. Anyways, so that was the end, end, end. And if we would have done that interview, I would have, no, I would have told that she's fucking lying about it, bro, because that's what I did. I lied to everybody. I lied to my friends. I lied to my family. I lied to everybody, bro. I lied to myself. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. piece of shit move. I lied to myself, bro, for so a year and a half. Man, for a year and a half. You definitely put yourself into, like, Dude. almost a rock bottom hole, man, with no, yeah. like, with no rope or ladder. You're down there, bro. In my reality, that was my rock bottom. To date, in my life, that was my rock bottom. After I got, like, convicted guilty, I didn't go to jail. I got probation, you know, fuck whatever. But still, just the fact that, like, I spent all that money you know i had my family spend all that money to help me out and i was fucking lying through it all not so impressive bro you know so that's when after this happened family court was on and i got like super straight bro like i quit drugs i quit smoking weed for like a year bro like everything was good man and like i got my parental rights everything was fine and you know sure enough i see we i, I did mushroom trips with my baby mama after all that shit was done you know we did a mushroom trip together you know yeah. we talked and we talked about shit like that you know and it was it was nice and then our relationship got better from there you know so it just it took work and time and it took a lot of self-reflecting man yeah you need her to reflect on yourself definitely that's it i i didn't focus on her like you know you focus on yourself like you fucking see what you did yeah i did it a couple times Message got through. It yeah. did, you know, but I do, I wasn't pestering her with it. Yeah. You know, I said it maybe like a handful of times and it's like, fucking just look at what you did instead of like always blaming me, like putting me as the bad guy. I know that I fucked up. I know, man. Yeah. I'm here fucking crying in front of you because I know that I fucked up. You know, yeah. and you're still like putting me in my face. Like, fuck you, you know. So she realized that through the years and we talked about it, bro. And I think there's... You guys I th- got older, too. Yes, like yes. Thing, like That was a while back when we look yeah. at it right now. It's a while back already. Man. Yeah. So how old's your daughter now? Seven. See? Yeah. Time flies, bro. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Seven years old, man. It's crazy, bro. The, but yeah. Seven years old. What's her name? Rose. Rose. Nice yeah. name. Yeah. Nice yeah. It was... Uh, instantly when she said should we call her rose i'm like yeah fuck yeah go man i i don't know i had i kind of had that name in mind but i was i wasn't going to come up with the name if it's intuition then then it's right exactly it's in your stomach and you know yeah and that's and you know even you're talking about that in my stomach like when sabrina told me she was pregnant bro like you know some people like if i would knock a girl up tomorrow 
you know, like a one night stand and be like, eh, I don't know if I want to keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, cause I know, I knew that in, in my soul, like she was going to be an important person in my life, whether it was going to be positive or negative, that it was, it just felt right to do it. I just felt right to like, yeah, like keep it if you want to, man. If you don't, I'll support you. But if you want to keep it, I'll be there for you and the kid till the, till my last breath, man. You know, maybe today I'm not there for her in the present, like in the physical sense, but I'm there for my daughter as fuck. And I'm never, yeah. you know, like I, I, man, after you break, after you break one of your own values and you really go into that dark hole, man, you like, I've, I've, you re- I've a lot of shit. I man. found myself, but I reinvented myself, you know, like I evolved, bro. Like yeah. all this negative, man, like it's like, it's like a diamond, right? Diamond are created under pressure, right? So, yeah. You know, all that pressure, it just, I think it really made me somebody that I can be, you know, proud of today. You know, I can preach, I can preach that kind of shit, man. And like, people will listen. People will hear me out, man. Cause I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's, you're, everybody's accountable for their actions, whether it's with abuse, mental health, you know, well, not mental health, abuse, drug abuse, you know, like anything, you yeah, know, it's not mental health, not mental health. Cause you don't ask for that yeah. shit, bro. You don't, that, that shit doesn't discriminate. No, that I just... didn't No, That's it, man. Like I didn't ask to be depressed. I didn't ask to go to depression. I didn't ask to be on fucking like anxiety pills and being fucking zombie, man. And you know, I didn't ask for that shit, you know? So, you know, it, it some, some are, I don't think some, man, it was always there, bro. Even from an early childhood, man, you don't yeah. see my fucking dad, you know, beating my mom and just being a fucking piece of shit, you know, like it's all anxiety. Then being bullied too, man. I was bullied as a kid, like a fucking motherfucker, man. Because my dad was the town druggie, man. You might get into that. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah. You said your dad was the quote unquote town druggie and you were bullied for that? Yeah. So when I grew up as a kid, like, uh, you know, I was born here in Ottawa, three years old, moved to Northern Ontario, a little town called Hearst. Most motherfuckers would know that. It's like the little Quebec of Ontario. Everybody speaks French there, okay? So I grew up there. So from 3 to 14, um, grew up there. And my dad was one of the my dad was one of the first people in Canada to get a federal exemption for marijuana. So okay. like to get a permit to grow and, and smoke marijuana. That was like in 1996, you know, like really? 1996, 1997, right? So wow. Yeah, bro. So it was early back in the days, right? So that shit was still super taboo, bro. Like dare still talked about that shit being fucking more dangerous than cigarette you know what i mean yeah like so but after a while when i was growing up you know like i had this shit, i had this shit in front of me you know like my my dad was growing plants in the house like he kept it away from me until until i was six i i like opened his, his fucking grow room and i was like holy shit what what is that and then they like they're like, hey, you're not supposed to go in there, no, no, no. And then they sat me down a couple of days after, and they they explained it to me what it was. They brought me in there, they showed me the plants and what it was, and and then, and then they they showed me that the you know when the weed that shredded in a grinder. So I was seeing my dad do that all the time. He would like roll grass in the fucking paper, you know, like. So I was like, what the fuck's going on? So they explained all that to me, and it's medication for my dad, right? Yeah. So and then. I thought as a kid, you know, you think you can trust a guy, right? You think you can trust a friend, right? But fucking snakes all around, right? So say that, say you're not supposed to say that to anyone. But say my dad, say he smokes smokes marijuana and it's his medication. And that guy went around and told fucking everybody that my dad was smoking drugs and he was smoking pot. And their parents knew about that. And the cops got involved and everybody fucking knew about it. The cops were after our ass like all the time. 
when I was a kid. I grew up not with police brutality, but close enough, you know, like police, like almost, you know, like just like stalking us and always watching us and always watching my dad. And yeah. It was like, it was shit. And I was getting bullied at school for that, man. Like, oh, your dad's a druggie. No, no, no. It's like, what the fuck? And pushed around. Like, kids would not want to play with me because of that. Yeah. You know, like, and I, it's like, what did I do wrong? Like, I, I'm just, you know, and, and you ask yourself that as a kid when you're bullied. It's like, why is this happening to me? Like, what did I do? Yeah, you do. You, you know, do like, what did yourself. I do? You do ask yourself that, man. Trust me. I was bullied, too. I know how it feels. So fuck, but, man. I mean, the bullying, I mean, I got through pretty easy. Yeah. But, I mean, some people don't, like, this story seems very interesting. So, yeah, man, so. So, you yeah, you were bullied. The cops were harassing you guys. Yeah, and one time, uh, the cops, my dad, might okay, so my dad, the way he got his uh, marijuana license, he was working in a plywood mill, so that's why we moved to her. So, he was working in a plywood mill, and he got injured. And uh, he had, um, you know, when you get spasms, like a cramp in your leg or something. Yeah. Well, he has that in his uh, trapeze here. So he's, he's always stuck like this okay. for the rest of his life. Like he's seized up like that. So he had he had a collar, like a fucking neck brace for the longest time. And he was smoking pot to relieve the, the pain, right? To relieve the muscle and relieve the pain. Okay. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so he got hurt. And uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So then my dad was like actually like with the neck brace and everything and we're going to school leaving my my the apartment and uh as soon as i pull out as soon as my dad pulled out there was a cop car that was coming down the street he's like are you tied up i'm like no because i i seized i was trying to tie myself up and i was all jammed then i stopped and then i seen the cops so i stopped moving he's like you tied down i'm like no he's like well fucking tie yourself down so i go and back in the like i was eight or something i was sitting in the front seat but back in the day it wasn't the same rules right yeah. and uh the cops seen me fucking trying to put my belt. So fucking the cops, sure enough, turned around. And we were about not even two kilometers from the school, right? So we had to go down the street, turn left, and then turn another street. And the school was right down the street. So it wasn't that far away. Okay. The cop followed us all the way to the school with the cherries on. My dad didn't stop. Pulled me, you know, pulls me at school. Here, go play in the yard. I'll deal with this. They fucking put my dad in handcuffs, man. Right in front of the school, in front of everybody, man. Like, my dad was screaming, dude. My dad, like, he had, like, re he had the repercussions for in his neck because of that. Yeah. And that fucking cop, he's, a, like, a local cop in, uh, like, around where I live, too. Um, uh, man. So, like, I grew up hating cops, bro. And that day, man, I never felt so much embarrassed. And I got, I got fucking teased, man, for years and years on end, man. Now, at least my dad doesn't get arrested in front of the school. You know, like, yeah, low blows so like, like that. Oh, yeah. like, what the fuck, man? Like, come on. Yeah, my kids are cruel. Oh. Like, you don't realize it. Like, kids are fucking we, assholes. We, we, were, <laughs> we were probably like that, too. Yeah, oh, we yeah. don't realize it. Exactly, dude. Like, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. We don't realize it's a rebellious stage or anything. We're just, we're just growing up and fucking following by example. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I see this. My friends are seeing it and doing it. All right. You know what I mean? That's it, man. But, yeah, that's that's a crazy story. Yeah. I think people who listen to this episode are going to be like, what the fuck? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. And that's not, just, that's not even all crazy. of it. It's crazy that he was one of the first people to have the yeah. marijuana license yeah it's like back in the 90s <laughs> yeah like Bro. look look up robert neuron robert and neuron n-e-r-o-n or willie jack on google 
and you'll see my dad. Okay, you'll see a, a neck brace. Like a, you'll notice him with a gray neck brace. He's like since 1996, he's been a marijuana advocate. He did fucking rallies on the Parliament Hill here in Ottawa, in Toronto. Like he did. He was really he. He was an activist. He, he's still an act. Well, not anymore because it's legal. But he was a big activist man, and you Whoa. know, and he was standing for his cause, and he had his vision, he had his drive, and I always thought that I had this from my dad, that yeah. that wanting to to make an impact in the society. Even though there's some negative <coughs> things that you saw and got, there's some positives too. You know of course, I mean? man. You see his ambition, even with like a neck brace and season, yeah. he's going to different places like people don't want to be going around when they're in pain man. Like, that's it man. you know what i mean like pain like like my dad has back pain like he every day like you know what i mean like it's not like regular back pain he has arthritis in the spine so oh, like fuck. like it's his back you know yeah what I mean? it's all this the support the system thing. fuck yeah so like and he's a forklift driver so like think of the bumps and shit yeah you know that's I mean? rough i did that but, for a couple of years man. like on the side like your dad doing like that type of thing and being like one of the first with the license is crazy. I mean, yeah. that's a crazy story. Like, that's what I'm talking about. This show is so different than all the other shows because, oh, yeah. like, where, what other show would you hear this shit? If you could tell me another show you would hear this shit, then, then I'll shut the fuck up about it. That's it. <laughs> anybody that's listening, if they could tell me a show that talked about the same shit about like I do. With my guests, then fucking tell me, and I'll shut the fuck up about it on every show because, like, I, we hear some shit on the show. I'm serious. Yeah, man, but dude, like that whole fucking. Man, I am gonna Google your dad. Yeah, dude, do it, man. Anybody Google my dad, man. Check it out, Robert Neron, N E R O N. So check that shit out, man. But dude, that that was that cop shit at the school. That was just the beginning, man. Cops busted my dad because they knew he had plants and shit, right? So the like, and his license got expired at one point, and the whole process of re- of re getting a license renewed was like a whole fucking shit show, right? So if you're like two weeks late on like when you're supposed to send your letter, because it wasn't done by computer, you had to fucking send a letter, right? So by that, so you had to send the letter at the right time. If you're two weeks late, man, and the cops knew. They would come and bust you on the first day that your license expired. And that's what happened to my dad, bro. They fucking busted him. They like busted my dad, drug charge. They broke all my toys, bro. They fucking opened some of my toys because they thought weed was stashed in my toys, man. Like fucking pigs, man. Like who would fucking put weed in their kids' toys, okay? Like I don't think crackhead would stash crack in their fucking kids' toys. You know what I mean? Like I don't, uh, man, I doubt it. But like, you know, man, come on, wake up, guys. Like OPP, bud, like. I've never had respect for cop for that. And, you know, and today, yes, there is good cops and there are bad cops. Absolutely. 100%. But, man, like, that was one thing. Like, my dad got it's busted, like, like, four he, times when I was, like. It's more like you don't respect authority than you don't respect cops. Because, like, yeah. you say there's good cops and bad cops. And it shows that you have somewhat of, like, a respect for what they do. And of like, course, man. Like they have they put a dangerous their, job. Exactly. They put their but, life on the line every day. You know, like but they, there's they, some shit that they could fucking fix because, like, they're they're not they're not fucking like clean. They're not yeah like clean as a whistle. You know what I mean? They're, That's it. But it's like small town cops, man. It's just it's it and shit like that. Small happened. town cops are worse than That's, fucking cops in the city because they it. just target whoever because they're fucking bored. Yeah, like Hearst, five thousand people that live there, bro. It's not a big town. It's not a big city, bro. There's not even a Walmart in Hearst. <laughs> you know, like there's there's a Canadian Tire. You know, that's about it. But like, there's no Walmart there, bro. So, 
like for fuck's sakes like of course at 5000 you know in cops they have nothing to do in hers really right there's not a whole lot to do so it just it's that whole there's that whole cycle that whole series of events that just made me hate cops growing up but as i got older and more mature you know there was cops that gave me a lot of breaks you yeah. know for stupid shit that i did bro like i could have been in jail a good five times or when i didn't because i stumbled upon good cops you know so just made me realize they are the whole other side of the coin you know like i'm, I'm a really yeah, re- really realistic person right? yeah, like two sides of the coin to yeah. everything right and that's the and that's the whole brand that i want to represent too is the balance you know like like kin nor like kin on the beat like kin nor and like which is like my first name it's nick like nick neuron like my name but backwards because it's like my alter ego Right. So it's like that other side of like pretty much everybody has that wants to let loose and that wants to, you know, have some fun and that wants to be something greater than themselves. Everybody has that inside of them. So if I that's what I represent with everything, you know, like, yeah, I've been down the dark path, but I came out the other side. I'm coming out the other side. I may go back down again in my life in a dark path, but I'll come back out stronger, you know, and it's just the whole balance of life, you know nothing is going to be pink forever bro like life it's not a fucking straight journey it's not a rainbow journey you know like it's like you don't go up and then you go down it's a fucking roller coaster you go up down sideways fucking flip backwards stick a couple steps back <laughs> you know like he's like that's what it is man so if i can represent that and help people realize that that everybody has a greater potential in them regardless of their situation preach motherfucker preach all right <laughs> so uh I was thinking for the uh, outro track for this episode, we should do If You're Real. Absolutely. Fucking right. Yeah? Yeah, If You're Real. Yeah. You want to introduce it? Absolutely. And and talk about it a little bit? We Uh, talked about it before, but you you could explain it like you did the other track. Absolutely. So If You're Real, really, um, the whole vibe that what I got from Bully Zone and DL, the way that they wrote this song, is because Bully Zone and D and DL, they know they know each other from like way back, right? Like, like uh, DL was a kid and knew Bully from like his old lifestyle, right? So yeah. Uh, so Bully, grow so growing Bully up talks a little bit about that on this. That's now. it, right? So Bully, um, he knew that he could do that kind of try. Like if you're real, like. And, and, and the way that we wrote it, it's not a typo. It's not a misspell. Like, people say, oh, you fucking got the spelling wrong. No, it's it's if you're real. Like, are you real? Like, is your real real? Like, you're a real motherfucker. Do you, rep- do you really represent the real you? Like, yeah. if, you, if you're real, you know, and then the, just the way that they wrote the track and the lyrics involved, like, you know, bully approve of what Shane was saying in his lyrics because he knows that Shane was about that life. And, you know, yeah. Shane, DL doesn't spit bullshit he like he rap he says what he raps you know like so that's why dl is a good artist man and that's why if you're real it's it's about like you know just if are you real motherfucker man you real with yourself you know i feel so yeah pretty much that that's what i got from it but uh so that's what we're gonna be listening to uh this has been Another episode of On the Line with Episode 6, Season 2, here with Ken on the Beat, hosted by your boy Hanley. You already know. That's right. So we're going to take you out with If You're Real. That's Dirty Laundry featuring Bully Zone, produced by Ken on the Beat. If you're looking for Ken on the Beat, tell them where they can find you again. You can find me on Instagram, Ken on the Beat. 
Uh, you can find me SoundCloud, Kin on the Beat as well as YouTube, Kin on the Beat. Uh, find me on uh, my BeatStar. You can go on there. It's kinotb.beatstars.com. You can check out the beats that I got for sale there too. And uh, Twitter is kinnorn. That's all my links, bro. All right. Thanks to all the listeners. And if there's any new listeners, thank you for joining us. Again, this has been on the line with Hanley featuring King on the Beat. That's right. So I appreciate you coming out, brother. No problem, man. Thank you, bro. Thanks for having me on. This is a great episode, man. Felt good to talk about that. Hey. What is all, baby? Dirty laundry. Yeah. Hey. Want that hit, then fuck it, we gon' send them back Hold back, that I'm dropped in the melon cap She hopped out of box, got a melon cap Too busy, fuck your good and then she got your pass We gon' run the numbers steady, headed for the black for the numbers, got me sitting on a bag And we sitting real pretty, tell us simply we don't lag I've been getting to this money, I've been filling up the bank Cause I heard you is a pussy, and I heard that pussy stank Boss, and I do my shit differently Cold-hearted motherfucker, still got that old pimp in me Listen me, for me it's only victory Fuck with me, I swear I light him up just like a Christmas tree He history, another unsolved mystery Epiphanies me being what I meant to be, no switching me. I'ma get it. Ain't no bitch in me. Fuck him. Nah, it's fuck him in parentheses. Fuck him. Fuck him when you hit it. Fuck him. If you free him, then you know the money in the back. If they hate, then we use it as a leverage. If they want that hit, then fuck it. We gon' send them back. Money call. If you not fucking with me, we gon' brush you off. If you never done the dime, I label you a fraud. I need a bag to dip and split with all my dogs. DL the trash mouth that will never stop. On a drill vibe and a trap sound. I just smoked a half pound, then I bashed out. I'm the one that they ass about. Never one to bad mouth. Get that fucking money that I cash. Fuck her. Fuck it when you hit it. Steady headed for